Okay. Hello, and welcome to SASCast with Sarah and Amber. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Amber. I know that we have many a listeners that are very deeply disappointed in the fact that we didn't record last week, and I didn't know if you had anything to say about that. The old, no, but I have something to say about this week and that several people that I know who watched the show said, we can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about this week because this week's episode was really, really good. It is super good this week. I'm going to do a one minute summary of last week, which was boring Lisa Barlow and Whitney joined together to say they're trying to forgive each other. And then this week, of course, they went into their acrobatics together so we can get to that. And the second thing, I will say this. Some people last week said that they felt that Jen Shaw was super um, apologetic to Brooks for her tweets and everything. And I just want to say one thing. And I think I'm not giving Jen Shaw the whole, oh, she seemed really sincere because I thought to myself, she's a what, 40, 50 year old, some 48 year old woman. And she's sitting down having a heart to heart with Brooks, like she's 20 years old to apologize for her behavior with social media. I thought it was ridiculous. I didn't, well, I, whatever. I didn't care that much about, but just as an aside, because you were mentioning her age, I, I don't know if you've read that um, she's going to be hosting at one of those Larry Flint hustler clubs in New York, a strip, a stripping event for money. It what? just got announced yesterday because what? yeah. Cause she's probably freaking broke and she needs to make some money to pay her lawyer. So yeah, she's hosting some strip event at Larry Flint's hustler club in New York. I yeah. cannot imagine having that conversation with Sharif. Now, does that go against her religion? Oh, yeah. So it's funny you say that. I honestly, let's just go. Can we just go to this week briefly? Because I want to talk about the Omar thing. Well, yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about that first? Yeah. Let's just do it for a minute. Cause it talks, it's about Jen Shaw and we can just talk about her in general. Okay. But so I don't know about you, but when we were talking about, you guys were not together. We're uh, Amber's in San Francisco and I'm in Salt Lake and Amber and I had watched the episode and Amber for whatever reason had missed part was it, I maybe forwarded for, too fast or something, but of the Omar, uh, Jen Sharif interaction on the, the patio when they were jumping rope, Sharif and Omar. And I found that honestly, I was actually really sad and disturbed by that because I was thinking, wow. what is it we don't know? I know about, uh, what happened with, with Jen and her kid. And yeah, no, I totally well, agree. Yeah, there's something we don't know. I totally agree. And, um, and let me, let me give you my mother's, uh, review. She sent it about exactly this. Okay. First off, it is sort of an adjustment watching Jen, especially when we know what is coming. So seeing her bolt buying the emerald necklaces is an eye roller and shots of Shaw Chalet part two are almost laughable. Actually, anything Jen does now is eye rolling. I especially like the part where she and Sharif are talking to her son about, quote, mommy wants to volunteer at the school, unquote. Apparently, so she can, quote, meet him in the hallways and have lunch. What the hell? First (laughs) off, Jen does not seem like a mommy type. And secondly, her son is afraid to say, are you kidding? Because I was saying that for everyone. He is so... Obviously uncomfortable with the whole idea as well as he should be. Dear God, 
I can see mommy walking around dripping with jewels in her white fur jacket and quite understated leopard skin ski pants with furry boots or roller skates. Yeah, that'll work out just fine. That was excellent. Thank, thank you, Joel. That was actually really funny. Right? Um, but let me just say something. She's 100% right. Did you, what was really disturbing to me about that whole scene is multiple times, Omar, she would say something like, I'm going to volunteer your school or blah, 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 or mommy this or mommy. I'm like, by the way, how old is that kid? Like who's calling what 16 year old or however old he is, is calling their mom, mommy. It's bizarre. It was bizarre. He would, he would look over to Sharif. Yeah. Did you notice that? Oh yes, I did. It was so sad. It was and so I, sad. And then when she would say something, Sharif would be like, uh, I think that's taking it a little far or, or you know, you know, woes are there. And so I was just like, he's the parent. He's the, well, he's the primary caregiver. Well, that might be the case. I mean, yeah, I think that's probably always been the case, but uh, certainly there is, I'm convinced there is something that we don't know that went on with that family. And I thought to myself, then it just brought me back to the whole big picture thing, which is, why are why is that family supposedly intact after she's been accused of these fraud charges? I, I cannot believe. Can you imagine that poor kid, that poor teenager? He's having to go to school. Everybody thinks his mom is guilty because she probably is. And it was this was before that happened. That's what's so disturbing is whatever well, went down with her kid um, in this when they filmed that scene what the, the discord between them already had happened and it had nothing to do with her fraud. No, it was incredibly sad. So while we're riffing on this, I want to say it was painful to watch. And I really do believe something else has happened, but she alluded it. She alluded to it when she said that when her father died and it almost sounded like he was taking care of her when her father passed away. And so I don't know what happened. It was so uncomfortable. And I felt so badly for that kid. You know, let me just say this. I lost my father at about the same age, probably that she lost hers. We're grown up women for God's sake. You know what I mean? And yeah. Is it tragic and horrible to lose your father? Yes. But this, her using it as an excuse for every bad behavior she's done since then and anything horrible that has happened in her family since then, it, it's ridiculous and stupid. And I feel really, really horrible for her family, truthfully. But I'll tell you what, Sharif was supposedly filing for divorce because she mentioned at the beginning of the season. And I don't know why he hasn't gone through with it. And I certainly don't know why he's still with her right now. I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Although know. There's, there's a worse, there, yeah, I was going to say, we can move on to that in a minute. I was going to say there's an even worse situation of Bruin. We'll talk about that soon. With Mary and Senior, Robert Senior. Oh no. That okay, can I just say something? Yeah. Let's move to that. That was I okay, that was painful. That was when she was talking about the reality with Robert Senior, which I fully believe her that he was gone for the year. He's back. They don't know how to interact with each other um, in person now. And that she basically once Robert Jr. leaves, she she has been, I mean, I think this is actually common for a lot of families that are going through that maybe potentially divorce would be on the table if they didn't have children. Mm-hmm. And I just feel, honestly, well, I understand. Right, she's, uh, no, wait. I understand that she's unhappy, 
But I can't even imagine Robert Sr. watching that. Well, I was just going to say something really quickly. You just said that, you know, for people who divorce would be on the table if they didn't have children. And I'm going to disagree with you briefly because I think a lot of people stay married because they do have children. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I think that it's not like, oh, people who are not what, I mean, I guess maybe we're saying the same thing, but the fact that she said that if she could change everything about Robert Sr., she would, everything. She goes, if I could change everything about him, I would. I thought, wow, if if you said that about me, I'd be like, okay, well, I guess you can go fuck yourself then. Excuse my language. I'd be like, yeah, I guess we shouldn't be together. I don't know. That that was bizarre that she was willing to do that on national television. Well, that's what I thought too. And I thought this whole thing, and then she's so obsessed. By the way, who gives a fuck if it's long grain or short grain rice? Honestly, like, and it sounded like she just get the willies when the short grain rice came out. She is weird about stuff. I, she's, she's, yeah. She's, oh, so let me read what my mom says, right? Okay, <laughs> she, she is a, she's a, and speaking of white fur jackets, what in the heck was Meredith wearing for that three minute and 40 second tennis date with all people Mary? <laughs> Mary plays tennis? The scenes of Mary with, quote, her husband were interesting on many levels and she looks younger with her own hair. So now we know she'd like to not have to live with her step-grandfather. I mean, husband did not see that coming, but entertaining nonetheless. Oh, I saw it coming. And by the way, your mom's not the only one who said that Mary's hair looks fantastic, natural. My sister actually texted me last night and said something, if I could find it, very similar to what your mom said about how good her natural hair looks and why does she bother putting on a wig? Why? And I kind of agree with that. I, I, I don't totally even understand that. the difference between a wig and her own hair, to be honest with you. I didn't see any difference. Yeah, this is what my sister wrote. Watching Rose look and have a question. Why doesn't Mary wear her natural hair more? She looks so much better with her natural hair. That's so funny. Yeah. But she, looks like, she looks like a teenager when she's got her uh, natural hair. Yeah, she does look young, but I, you know, going to back to that tennis date, I thought it was ridiculous that Meredith came in with her dumb white fur jacket and her go-go boots. Like, what the fuck? I didn't even notice those go She wore boots? Uh, you didn't notice the go-go boots that she wrote, walked in on with the tennis court and then took her go-go boots off to p- put whatever else you put on <laughs> and then she c- continued to wear her, her, her half jacket? So, you guys, I've been up to the the... I forget what the name of that tennis club is, but I've been there many times. And I can tell you what, nobody's ever seen the likes of an outfit like that walk in those doors. No, they haven't. Salt Lake better barely sees that, except they do see it with apres ski outfits. I don't, have you, we've been skiing up here. I don't, I haven't seen anybody wearing those outfits. Maybe oh at Deer Valley. I know. Oh my God. I don't even know what to say. There's been well, a just a kind of a ridiculous, ep- uh, like it's so forced and so fake them playing tennis together. Well, no, they're just trying to get them together so that Mary can complain about she wants to get a divorce. I know. Oh my and they're God. doing that with Meredith because Meredith, you know, almost got a divorce. And they're like, oh, I know. We'll have Mary talk to Mary. I'm like, whatever. Mary's not talking to any of them. Like, she's not, trust me, Meredith is not hanging out with Mary. Meredith, Meredith doesn't have a storyline this season. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, it's going to come. Oh, that's right. It does come. I forgot yeah. all about that. Yeah, she's just biding her time. Uh, okay. Well, how about... Jenny and Dewey. Oh no, let's save them for last. Okay. okay. I, I want to save them for absolute last. Okay. Okay. This who is- do you who do you want to talk about? 
Okay, Whitney. Ugh. Oh my God. I was proud of Whitney to come at Lisa when she totally set her up with that whole thing. Okay, set up what, Amber? Okay, so when they- I know, you don't have to explain, but that is not a setup. That's a show. That's what (laughs) the show does. Okay, I know. But I was just, I did, I did agree with Whitney that it was absolutely ridiculous that they go to the place of the caterers that canceled it. And then the caterers like, we didn't cancel it because it's a casino. Well, uh, get this. So I, I'm where is that place? Yeah, no, I was going to say that here. Listen to this. So I'm sitting there watching the episode last night and I thought to myself, where is that place? Because I like yeah, it. Me too. And <laughs> so I look it up. What's it called? Something viejo or something? Yeah, viejo. Something viejo. Is it Nino viejo? I don't know what it was. I look it up. It's Amber. I'm not even kidding you. No. It's in Farmington. Shut the front door. I promise you, Amber doesn't even know where that is. I do too. It's over by your sister. It's way past my sister. I know, but it's at least in that direction. I get points for direction. So you're telling me that Lisa Barlow and Whitney, who lives in Draper or some place, it probably took Whitney and her husband three hours to drive up there. It was in Farmington? He was in Farmington. It's Farmington is at least, I wish I could think of the name of that restaurant. Farmington is at least from our house and we're in downtown Salt Lake, at least 40 minutes. Nino Viejo. Nino Viejo. That's right. Nino. Nino. Did I say Nino? Did I say Nino? Yes, you did, Amber. And people know you're Hispanic, but I said Nino. Okay. So sorry, my lovest. Amber thinks thinks she can speak Spanish, but she can't. I I couldn't read my I I'll be honest with you I couldn't really read my writing but Nino Viejo old and boy. it's in Farmington. Old boy. What? Old boy. That's the name of that place. Old boy. And I can tell you what I'm not going there just because they named it Old Boy. It did look cute though I will say. Well okay and then the white people really why are white people and which is fine whatever open whatever kind of what restaurant. Do you know they were white people. You uh, look white and you're not. I looked them up the chefs. They're Italian. They have an Italian last name. Well, they could be half Italian, half Hispanic or Latino or something. Uh, yeah, Remember, don't make assumptions. Okay. So uh, can I just say something? I have to say this. I bet you hate Lisa Barlow. Me too. Well, I've said it every episode so far. So I think every, every listener is very familiar with how much I despise Lisa Barlow. And I don't despise her husband, but he is milk toast. He's just milk toast. Well, yeah, but there needs to be somebody like that when you hate hate the spouse. I, I'd rather have I, it. It was so funny. Did you notice how Justin's face was getting redder and redder and redder? Oh, I know. That was the best because he was embarrassed. He was so embarrassed. And both the, and then John looked kind of angry, like he was trying to hold his emotion down, whereas Justin was just like, I don't know. Justin is adorable. Well, can I just say this? I don't, I think Whitney took it too far. I think Whitney easily could have said, because I, I was getting annoyed by that too, truthfully, not because I was on Lisa Barlow's side at all. It's just Whitney was being a little bit fake to me. And I think all Whitney needed to say is, oh, because really what she should have said and what I would have said is, so the reason you made me drive five hours to Farmington from my little house in Draper, which whatever, we can talk about that later. The reason you made me drive five hours to Farmington to this restaurant is because the caterers own this restaurant and you were trying to clear your name? Couldn't you have just done that in Salt Lake? That's what I would have said. Yeah, it's a good point. You always cut to the chase. That's for sure. Right? We didn't need yeah. to come to Farmington. Thanks. I know. I know. Yeah. It was crazy. 
who's going to that restaurant price? You know, there must be something going on up there. We got to check out. I, I think we have to that. check it out too. I'm okay yeah. with old boy. Let's give it a go. Yeah. Let's bring the lesbians to Farmington. I think it would be good for them. Yeah. Go up to go up to Lagoon. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> do you want to explain what Lagoon is? Lagoon is the Salt Lake amusement park everywhere. Oh, they have a really great old timey, uh, a roller coaster there, wooden old timey roller coaster. Would you get on a wooden old timey roller coaster that you've been on when you were a child and it's still going? Would you honestly get on it? Well, I'm sure they maintain it. They don't want people to die. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's move to the most painful part in the ending of this hey, show. No, Heather Gay. Nope. Heather Gay. Oh, Heather Gay. Well, no, I thought it was super sweet. I, but I, I was, but they were choosing. I'm going to, I'm going to say this. They were choose. She was choosing. The daughter was choosing between UC Santa Barbara and San Diego State University. This was yep. a non-issue. It should be a non-issue and a That's non-issue. Correct. Okay, and yeah. I was literally hey, going hey, to myself. Explain, Amber. Just explain to everybody who's outside of California. Explain. Well, listen. I am. I am a. I was. I was educated by the Cal State University system. I am all for state education. So I. I want to put it out there. And now I work at a public institution, a state institution. So I'm all for it. And you went to? I went to, uh, I went to Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. So, you know, Sarah, when people, used, you know, when I moved to the Bay Area, I was not accustomed to people saying, oh, I went to Cal. So, because that I was looks- so annoyed by Cal Berkeley people. Yeah, explain. So let me just explain that real briefly. Because me too, Amber. So I moved from, I went to University of Utah undergrad. And I moved to California, to Northern California. And everybody kept, they would say, I would say, well, where'd you go? You know, we were in law school. Where did you go to undergrad? And they would say Cal. And I would think to myself, what are you talking? I don't even know where that I is. I don't know I mean, where I'm that is. I, 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 I grew up in California. Yeah, I grew so, up- you, so Berkeley is the original University of California. That, and so the snobby McSnobberators who went there call it Cal. Yeah. So I, being as bright and funny as I am, I said to myself, self, I also went to Cal, Cal Poly. So anytime anybody would say they went to Cal, I'd be like, I did too. And then they, I would, they, they, I'd talk about Cal Poly and they'd look at me like I was an absolute moron. Yeah. Um, but it would, the joke was on them. Yeah, the joke is on them. Anyway. Okay. So I did think it was pretty darn. Oh, wait, you didn't finish. You didn't finish your explanation. So, so you see uh, SB is a better choice. Well, you know, listen, I, again, I don't know what a major she's studying or anything like that. I, I, I just think to myself in terms of there couldn't be any more beautiful location probably than Santa Barbara on the coast of California. I mean, even, even more so than, than, than San Luis Obispo, right? It's just, I mean, jaw dropping, gorgeous, uh, great school, um, UC system, you know, you know, you see the UC system employs some pretty smart faculty, but I'm not bragging. And I mean, they got two Nobel laureates this year at Berkeley and at UC San Francisco. So there's some Cal? good people. Do you mean Cal? Cal. No, I meant UC Berkeley. <laughs> anyway, but I did think it was when she, Heather was talking to um, her daughter and was like, reliving her her birds in the beads conversation where her parents said there are no birds there are no bees right well and and then it was interesting when she said all i really care about is that she understands consent and desire you know i really enjoyed that 
I did. I did too. It was yeah. just light and beautiful and kind. And obviously they love each other. I just, it was one of the nicer moments. You know, I don't know about you. Cause you and I are, are, are old women. <laughs> we're middle-aged. So we def- we're the same age as Heather about. And I think that even though she grew up in even, I mean, look, I went to university of Utah, which is not much less conservative than BYU. I mean, certainly we're all a bunch of Utahns. So we didn't know, we didn't know what we were doing, but I, I do think that just our generation in general, we were made to believe that sex was bad, not just conservative people, all, all girls our age yep. were made to believe that sex was bad before marriage, that sex was dangerous. Yep. Um, and you know, it, I think that I, when you see parents like her parents, like my sister who have been so much, so healthy with their own daughters yep. Yep. about these discussions and yep. have basically been saying, yeah, you know what, that, that, this is human nature. Like be smart about it. Make sure that you're in, you know, safe in terms of yourself, you know, putting yourself in a safe situation, but there's no judgment. It's just, right. I wish I would have freaking grown up right. like that. And it's, by the way, my mother never said anything to me. I'm not even talking about my parents. I'm yeah. talking about society. So it, it's no. a different world now. No, I totally agree with you. And I think it's absolutely right. You know, and it's like everything with women, right? Don't walk in the streets at nighttime. Make sure your keys are in between your fingers so you can punch at people with, with, it's all about violence and keeping safe. Right. And so it was, it was an absolute really sweet conversation that I I just thoroughly enjoyed that component. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's move to the final group, which is um, Jenny and Dewey, which is absolutely the most gut-wrenching, sad and disturbing TV. Okay. Can I, can I say something to start about it? Because I was so infuriated about this. Yeah. I I wanted to start out by saying something that happened at the very end of the episode. And it was when actually, did it even happen in the episode? It may have happened on watch what happens live after the episode. I don't know if you watched any of that, but basic. Yeah. I think it was on watch what happens live. And Jenny was sort of defending Dewey. And she said, she made a comment that, in Utah, it's common for there to be sister wives. And she said, you know, for example, I've, we have a client, I suppose, at the chiropractic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and his he and his wives come in. And so it's not it's not uncommon, I think, is what she said. And I just want to. And so I was when I watched that, I was infuriated. And I'll tell you why. That's bullshit. That is a bunch of bullshit. So first off, Mormons, Mormon, your normal average Mormon they are not, they do not approve of polygamy. They do not have multiple wives. It is shameful and embarrassing to them when people equate them with polygamists. So when you're here in Salt Lake, yeah, do we know polygamy? Yes, we know polygamists because we know, oh, that's the polygamist house. Or, oh, I went to high school with her. her. Her parents are polygamists. But it is, the reason why we're saying that that's the polygamist house, that family is a polygamist is because it is rare. It is not normal. It is not acceptable. And so for her to say that on national television, I think it was on Watch What Happens Live, Mm -hmm. it really made me mad because that is the stereotype that Utah has based on Sister Wives, that stupid show. That is not what happens here. It is not normal. It is not. You do not see that often. I just want to put that out there. So that's my take on that. No, and I just, I just, I, I just can't wrap my head around the 
pain and suffering that he's, well, he is very upset about the, the, the one daughter that didn't make it right. Which I, I fully understand why he's crushed and his soul is just crushed from the death of the daughter. But I somehow he's failing to realize there was another nine of those that she experienced and that it is bad for her health and that she could be very sick and die from this and she could, could another child. Well, and he just no, can't see past himself. Well, he doesn't care about that, Amber. He cares about, he said it himself, that he wants to populate. Oh, I, populate I, I, I know. Fuck. Because there, what, there's not enough people on earth. That's okay. Yeah. Whatever. We don't oh, I know. I was watching but, my cousin Tanya and my ears just steam came out of him when he's like to populate. I was like, yeah. really? Have you heard yeah. of sustainability and climate change and the need to recycle? Well, why don't you move to China? Cause they're looking for people to populate China because it's that's a huge true. Country China is looking for kids. Yeah. yeah. So that's maybe good. you should move there. But you know, I, I think that the, the idea that he is, like you said, can't see past himself. All he wants are more of his own children. So much so that he's basically, he is, he told his wife, Oh, I'll just bring, I'll get another wife. Let's just, no, I know. Cause never, uh, uh, adoption's not an option. Well, she said adoption's not an option because she doesn't want to raise an infant and who can freaking blame her. She's like 45 years old or however old who wants an infant after you've raised three kids. Her youngest is what? Like nine. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't I- want an infant, but I think what's so appalling to me is you think it's like a show, like for a moment I was like, okay, well, this is just for the show. Right. And then I thought to myself, self, uh, what if you were the, the children of this man and you're going to school, your friends and their families are watching this show because who wouldn't, right? Like if you're, oh yeah, my daughter's friend, her dad and mom are on Real Houses of Salt Lake. Of course they're watching that. And these poor children are going to have to deal with the ramifications of their friends knowing that their dad wants a sister wife so he can populate the earth. What the, what the hell? He's not even Mormon. And when I say Mormon, let me clarify. Polygamist, fundamentalist Mormon. He's not even a polygamist. He is just so wrapped up in populating the earth with his own DNA that he wants to have a sister wife. I know. It's sick. It's totally it sick. sick. It's and totally then, sick. And then watching Jenny try to defend him on Watch What Happens Live later, I'm like, lady, you need to go. You need to get some massive therapy. Yeah, no, I totally massive agree. therapy. I totally agree with you. There is no defense. There is no defense. There is no defense. No, I would have divorced. Every woman that's watching this is appalled. This is honestly some of the some of the most tragic content right now. Well, yeah. Is this 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 story? And then bamboozle Jane and Tommy tunes, Tommy two tones. <laughs> That's for all the. That's a Danny Pellegrino. Uh, yeah, I stole that from Danny. Yes, I agree. Anyway, uh, well, I think we, I think we nailed it, Sarah. I think we, we, we covered um, a lot of. Wait, the, wait, wait, wait. Let me just finalize this with a question. Okay. Who is more despicable? Or I have my answer. Who is more despicable? Jen Shaw or Dewey? I don't know his last name. Dewey of the two, oh. who do you find to be more offensive? Oh my goodness, Sarah, that's a hard one. I think they're tied. Oh, I don't. I think Dewey is despicable. I don't get me wrong, I don't like a criminal who defrauds people, but his ugh, he this is supposedly someone he loves. This is his wife, and this is how he's treating her. 
No, oh. I, I totally agree in terms of despicable. I think they're both despicable, to be frank. I mean, I'm not letting Jen Shaw off on this one. I think well, innocent until proven guilty, but let's assume she's guilty and yeah. then she's yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, I think we 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 let's wrap this up. I think I'm very excited about next week. And remember, people who are listening to this, all three of you, my cousin Tanya, <laughs> your sister, Megan, my mom. I have to say Megan, Megan, Megan. She's listening. Megan. Okay. That's four people so far. Margie. Margie. Is Susan? Uh, Susan. Yes. Okay. Is Karen? No. Mm, Okay. So six people are listening to this, but I'm (laughs) going to say that it's only going to get better because we're starting the whole, something's going to happen again. Because remember, Meredith was very excited about the fact that Jen Shaw and Brooks came to a, you know, some kind of conclusion with it, each other. Something happens that sends Meredith over the edge. Well, we're also not even to the middle of the season. I just want to point that out. I know. We're not even in the middle. We're not even, it's, it's, I think that's probably some good news. I'm excited because I want to see how horrific, I hope Dewey just takes it. I I cannot stand him right now. Oh, I know. Totally agree. Totally agree. But this has been really fun to talk with you, Sarah. This is SASCast with Sarah and Amber. And thank you everybody for listening to the show. And we look forward to reviewing next week's episode and being more timely. Take care.